and thank you, the body of Christ. There is a, a story behind this very song, and it is relevant to the topic of today, which is prayer. The story, or rather the guy that wrote this song, named Joseph Scriven. He was born in Ireland in 1820. He was educated at Trinity College, Dublin, and was engaged to be married. The evening before their wedding, Scriven's fiance drowned. This tragedy, coupled with difficult family relationship, caused Joseph to begin following the practice and the teachings of the Plymouth Brethren. Shortly after moving to Canada to become a teacher, Scriven became engaged to Eliza Roach. Tragedy struck again, and Eliza passed away from illness shortly before marriage. Joseph used the tragedies and the hardship in the life to empathize with the elderly and the poor. Scriven used his time to saw wood for stools of those who were handicapped or elderly. Joseph wrote his famous hymn in 1855 to comfort his mother, who still lived in Ireland. He did not seek to be noticed for it, and his authorship was only discovered by accident shortly before his death. Scriven himself began to experience poor health, financial struggle, and depression in his last years of life. To this day, no one knows for sure if Joseph Scriven's death was accident or suicide. He was in serious depression at that time. A friend reported, we left him about midnight. I withdrew to an adjoining room, not to sleep, but to watch and wait. You may imagine my surprise and dismay when on visiting the room, I found it empty. All search failed to find a trace of the missing man until a little afternoon, the body was discovered in the water nearby, lifeless and cold in death. There is no better time for us to talk about prayer than this challenging world that we are living in. Prayer is the key. And like Brian said, it is the lifeline of the church and we cannot afford to neglect it. If you show me a church that is not progressing, I will show you a prayerless church. Point to me that man or woman that is not doing well, 
I will show you a prayerless man or woman. So prayer is very, very important. If not for any other thing, prayer, prayer. Father Lord, I thank you this morning for the privilege and opportunity. We thank you that we have gathered here before thy throne of grace. I thank you, Father, that you are in our midst. Lord, take preeminence. Speak to your people. And blessed be your name. Amen. Amen. So I would like to take the text, our text this morning from Philippians chapter 4. We read 4 to 8. Like I said, the topic is prayer. Philippians 4, from verse 4 to 8. 4a said, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, Rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplications. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Here we are called to be united in prayer. First of all, what is prayer all about? We are going to look at what prayer is all about, the origin of prayer, when we should pray, why we must pray. We might also look at types of prayers, the importance and the beauty of prayer. And to start with, what is prayer? In the worldly sense, Prayer is said to be an earnest hope or wish. Biblically, prayer is a medium through which a believer communicates with God. It is simple communicating with God, listening and talking to him. It is not a mysterious practice reserved only for the clergy and the religious leaders. Prayer is the raising of one's mind and heart to God or the requesting of good things from God. At an even basic or more level, a prayer is a form of communication, a way of talking to God just as we talk to family, just as we talk to friends, just as we talk to our earthly parents. And one commentator described prayer as simply paying attention to God. 
And one can theoretically recite long prayers, but in the end pay little attention to God. In his word, this is not usually for malicious or prideful motive, but often simply due to the fact that our minds are very weak. And thus, the mutual conversation aspect is limited. But prayer can be quite a different experience when one set his mind, or rather his self, apart and spent intimate and quality time with God, singing praises, meditating in his words, and faithfully leaning on his unchanging love, and the promises. If we go to uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 says, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the sacred place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Matthew 6, 6. We look at the origin, the origin of prayer. Prayer, first of all, originated from God. It began in the beginning, in the Garden of Eden. If you go with me to the book of Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2. We look at verse 18 to 23. And the Lord God said, It is not good that a man should be alone. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of, out of the ground. The Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the earth and brought them to Adam to see what he, could, what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to cattle, to birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But, Adam, but for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the ribs which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into woman. And he brought her to the, to the man. 
And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and the flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Now, the first recorded and notable prayer in Torah and in Hebrew Bible was made by Abraham when he pleaded with God not to destroy the people of Sodom where his nephew Lot lives. As you can find that in Genesis chapter 18. God made the first family, Adam and Eve. He initiated the communication link by asking Adam to name the animals. Adam expressed his gratitude and appreciation when God gave him Eve as wife and helper. They continued to talk to each other and communicate to God. However, at the most critical moment, when the serpent came calling, Adam and Eve failed to pray for help. And instead of asking for forgiveness, they hid themselves from God. And since then, mankind has been hiding from God. As one writer captioned it, and for centuries, man has been hiding behind idols of stones, metal woods, rather than the true living God. Yet through it all, true and sincere prayers to God lives on in the lives of the faithful believers. And prayer and faith goes hand in hand. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew chapter 21, 18 to 22, and whatever you, you, whatever you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Such true history throughout the Bible, prayer has been the greatest untapped power and it is still available even now to those whose faith is in Christ Jesus. Now, another question is, how do we pray? Prayer is simply talking to God. You can talk aloud or quietly to him in your mind. God hears us even when our words are unspoken. Back to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, 9 to 13. It says, In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, 
hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Our prayers should address God's rightful place and supremacy as the Father and the Creator. We should worship and praise Him for who He is and all He has done. Our prayer should acknowledge that God is that it is God, it's God's will and plan that are in control and not our own. Ask God for the things that we need. Confess our sins and repent. Request protection and help in overcoming sin and Satan's attack on us. Now this takes take us to types of prayer. There are many types of or kinds of prayer a believer may say depending on his or her circumstances or mood. But let's examine just a few as it is in Matthew chapter 6 9, 9, 9 to 13. The first one is adoration and worship. Just as we have done this morning. In prayer of, uh, of adoration or worship, we exalt the greatness of God and we acknowledge our dependence on Him in all things. Christ have in one accord, the, the, as, body of, as, the, as the body of Christ, we have in one accord. Praise and adore the name of the Lord. In extolling his greatness, we also acknowledge our own humility and shortcomings. The second one is a petition. In another type of prayer that is more familiar, in this we ask God for things we need, primarily spiritual needs as well as physical ones. Our prayer of petition should always include a statement of our willingness to accept God's will, whether he directly answered our prayer or not, as exemplified in our Lord's prayer. The third one is intercession. Prayer of intercession is another form of prayer of petition, but they are important enough to be considered. Intercession is a prayer of petition which leads us to pray as Jesus did. In a prayer of intercession, we are not concerned with our own needs, but with the needs of others. We intercede through our prayer for our fellow Christians, asking God to shower his mercy on them by answering their requests. We intercede for our neighbors 
our friends. We intercede for our communities. We intercede for our leaders as well as the led and the nations. The fourth one is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the most neglected. This is because we don't seem to pay more attention to God, to the good work God is doing in our lives every single moment. While grace before meal is a good example of a prayer of thanksgiving, we should get into the habit of thanking God throughout the day for the things that happen to us and others. Because if only God could open our spiritual eyes to see the battles that is going on on the spiritual reigns, if only God could open our eyes to see his purposes, to see the beauty of the challenges that is before us, to see the pruning that is going on, we can't but pray all the time. Now, this leads us to when should we pray? There is no specific time to pray. That is to say, we can pray at any time. God does not sleep. He's never too busy to listen to our petitions. Believers can pray from their hearts, freely, spontaneously, and at all times. Let's go to Matthew, Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24, verse 42 to 44. He says, Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour of what hour your Lord is coming. But know this that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief will come, he would have watched and not allow his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So we should be in prayer all the time. We should be ready for we don't know when the Lord is coming. Now we examine the importance of prayer. The importance of prayer cannot be overemphasized. If only our spiritual eyes can see what is happening in the spiritual realms, if only we could see or perceive the schemes and the manipulations of the enemy against believers' life, we can't but take prayer more serious. Prayer is one of the most potent weapons in the hands of a true believer. You can see that in James chapter, chapter 5, 16 to 18. Prayer is your supernatural radar and it opens your spiritual sides to the schemes and the plot of the enemy, as well as what God has in stock for you. 
You can see that if you read 2 Kings chapter 6. In the book of the Kings, 2 Kings chapter 6, the Bible described how God provides an army of angels leading horses and chariots of fire to protect prophet Elijah and his servants and open the servant's eyes so that he can see the angelic army surrounding them. Prayer is your divine connections to your supernatural resources. You can see that in 1 John chapter 5, 14, 15. Prayer usher you into God's throne of grace. Hebrew chapter 4, 16. Prayer is basically stepping aside and allowing God to step into your circumstances. And when God steps into your circumstances, he makes a difference. And it brings joy and peace of mind. And this brings us back to the main text of today's message, Philippians 4, 6, 7. Now, the beauty of prayer. The song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, captured some of the beauties of prayer. Now, the first stanza let us understand that we have a faithful friend in Jesus who cared for us so much so that he not only identified with us in our circumstances, but bears all our sins and grief. And there is total assurance of peace and joy when we surrender all to him in prayer. The second stanza reminds us of the assurance of Christ's faithfulness as he knows us even better than we know ourselves. And he encourages us to come to him in prayer with all our troubles, with all our trials and temptations. And lastly, but not the least, the third stanza assures us of his everlasting love and comfort in the face of disappointment and rejections. There is equally a divine protection available to us when we come to him in prayer. Because we have today's um, communion and um, we have to manage our time, so I cannot go on. I have a lot to say, but I just want to bridge it here. But I will stop, or rather I will conclude with this quote. And the quote says, unquote, uh, uh, quote, worry is conversation you have with yourself about things you cannot change. Prayer is a conversation you have with God about things he can change. Father Lord, we thank you for how you've led us. Thank you for your words that have gone forth. Strengthen us, O oh Lord. Help us, O oh Lord, to be that man, woman, that prays. Help us to always seek your face in everything. 
Help us to meditate on your words and also to make time for you, O Lord. Draw us closer today. Bid us, O Lord, to pray, to come today. For by flesh we are weak. Strengthen us, O Lord. Lead us and do not forsake us. Blessed be your name.